After writing her first book in just 45 days, then her second book in as little as 90 days, Precious Brown knew she tapped into an innate ability that she and the world around her so desperately needed. On a strategic mission to alleviate generational poverty, her state-of-the-art academy yields a rinse and repeat proven system that produces other products and services for her clients and consumers alike. Hello, 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 everyone. I am so excited. I am here with a very special guest, business strategist and author, Precious Brown. And she just has an amazing testimony to share with our Rise Tribe. You know, the reason this podcast has been uh, established and designed, it is really to give encouragement, hope, and healing to those in a dark space. And to let you guys know that, you know what, you can come out of darkness Mm -hmm. and into your calling, that whatever hardships you're experiencing, whatever challenges are, there's an opportunity in that darkness. There's an opportunity to grow through it, to learn through it. And so with this series, I'm inviting guests who have been able to do just that, to grow through the darkness and be the light for others who are experiencing that. So I wanna introduce you to my favorite business strategist and author, Precious Brown. Hi, Precious. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, I've just been looking forward to our discussion about how you move through darkness. You know, Our -hmm. listeners out there, members of the Rise Tribe, may need some words of encouragement, some words of inspiration. So what can you share with our listeners? Details about yourself and what you're about and what you're currently working on. So just a little bit about me. I am the owner and CEO of Book to Business, a coaching organization that helps authors leverage their book to build a business. And I have Four amazing adult children, nine little people, which I call my Grambies. And I just love life. I love to sing and dance and can't do either. Um, I also have really learned how to navigate through the darkness. And that's one of the reasons I agreed to um, share with you all today, because I come from a space of darkness. Many of you may or may not know that I started this journey in 2008 after a sudden divorce. My ex-husband decided he didn't want me to leave. He put a a loaded gun to my chest and pulled the trigger and the gun jammed. Mm -hmm. And by the grace of God, I'm still here. So after that, that was a 20-year relationship that was just gone overnight. And having to then go from being married with a family and in the quote unquote American dream into a space of complete unknowing. I didn't know how to be a single mom. I didn't know how to live on my own because I went from my parents to my husband. I didn't know how to, you know, just cope with it just being me. And so I had to learn how to go through those processes. And I'm sure we'll get into some of that today. Um, some, of, some of the other things that I'm working on is currently just teaching, teaching 
business as well as how you have to develop personally in order to thrive in business. So yeah, that's just a little about me. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your testimony. It's so powerful because you've gotten a second chance on life, Mm -hmm. you know, and so many people go through trauma and struggles and they feel like they have to stay in that. But you've come up with, and I know you have a series of books that talks about how to, how to do just that, how to cope, how to change your life. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about what you think are three main things that people need to do when they're feeling at their worst, at their lowest point, discouraged. Where do they start? Um, I truly believe everything starts with you. My first books that I wrote is a three book workbook set. And it's called the process of change because what I knew was happening was something was changed. I didn't know how, I didn't know um, exactly what it was going to look like by the time all the change happened, but I knew that it was there. So I had to deal with it. So the process of change is really the foundation of who I am. Um, The first book is a look at me because I think that everything starts with you. You have to accept responsibility for your actions, your decisions, or lack thereof and what it has created in your life. Um, The second one is love yourself. That was something that I wasn't taught. It was something that I didn't do. Um, But now I practice every single day. And then the third is moving forward, knowing how to navigate with just the next step and not the next year, the next five years, the next 10 years, but just that next step, not even the next week, just in that moment, what do I do right now to start to move in the right direction? So Those would be three things that I really believe could help anybody that's in a dark space. Look at you, ask yourself, one, what did I do in order to manifest the space I'm in, right? Um, And then begin to love on you in spite of your mistakes, in spite of the wrong decisions, in spite of, you know, the lack of knowing. Because that's a a lot of times we make decisions just because we don't know any better Mm -hmm. or because we weren't taught a certain thing and and then move forward. Give yourself permission to say, you know what, I messed up right there and it's okay. And now I'm going to go and do something different so that I don't get the same result. That is amazing. Yeah. I'm sitting here and I'm listening and starting with yourself is, is, and I think we are so quick to point the finger and be Mm -hmm. in that victim mindset, right? That, oh, they did this to us. And and people are really doing some bad things. I'm not taking um, anyone's experience away from them. But when you take ownership of the things that you can change, like, you know, if you're in toxic relationship saying, what attracted me or what attracted that person to me? What was it about myself that allowed myself to be in this type of relationship or, you know, whatever is going on, really looking at the things that you have control over because we don't have control over other people. We have control over how we allow others to impact us. 
So I think, you know, starting that way is definitely eye-opening and awesome. And then you talk about forgiveness, right? Looking at, okay, you got to be compassionate with yourself. You got to forgive yourself, one, for not knowing, for, you know, doing certain things or behaving in ways. But when you know better, you can do better. And that's what that moving on Mm -hmm. is about. It's like, okay, now I know. Now I have to let go of those things and move forward. And it's okay. I love that. People, I'm going to put all the resources in the show notes, but please go ahead and get all of her resources because she is really um, teaching people how to come out of darkness. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what impact, because you went through some pretty rough stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, before we get into your impact, tell us your story, because I want people to get the full breath of how far you came. And then I want you to end with what impact do you want to have on this planet before you leave? So my story really starts like many of young American girls. You know, we have the childhood trauma. Um, the abandonment issues from dad, or, you know, it's not every person, but in some aspect, as children, we don't understand what we need from our parents. So in our eyes, parents just don't know nothing, they don't do nothing right and all that. And then I became a parent. That's a whole nother situation. (laughs) But I had a lot of childhood trauma. And right about 10, my life was stabilized. My mom married my bonus dad. And it was as stable as you know, any American family with two parent household, both of them had really good jobs. Um, But love wasn't taught. It was understood. And so that is what I saw is what I began to replicate throughout life. So as a teenager, I was wild. I was disobedient. I was trying to figure out why I was here. Why was I even born, right? That had always been a question in my mind. And then, um, like I said, I left my parents' house at 19, got with my ex-husband, and we started having children, you know, working in jobs. I eventually went back to college, got my degree, um, and had a very successful career with a large insurance company. And life seemed to be good on the outside. You know, everything looked the way it was supposed to look. I was doing all the things I saw my parents do, but I didn't realize I was yielding the same results and wanting, deeply yearning for something different. And it was once I hit about 30 and I, that conflict grew on the inside and I just wanted, I didn't understand so much about life, but here I was at 30 thinking, oh my God, I'm getting closer to the end than I was at the beginning. <laughs> and how do I make this change? Um, and I think that's where the desire, the fire for that, that shift came in my, when I turned 30. And I was looking around like, okay, I don't have anything to show for my life. I know I wasn't put here to work and die, there has to be something more. So I started looking for whatever that more was. I didn't know what it was. And 
after, you know, the incident with my ex-husband, I was 36. So that six year span, this is the start of it, that 30 to 36, I'm searching. 36, we have the near-death experience. Um, something I, when I tell you it came out of nowhere, uh, it was very random. He had never put his hands on me before. We had never had a, a police type of altercation where somebody had to be called in. And I think it was more of, I was just so set on finding out why I was here. And I knew that that relationship was holding me back. Mm -hmm. And although we had planned to live the rest of our lives together, we had just grown apart and I knew it, but he couldn't accept it. So we went through that. And then coming out of that, I just saw life differently. Being on the other side of what could have happened and how the story could have ended I just looked at life different and I said, I'm, I'm not going to stop until I make a difference. And I decided that in that moment, I, I wanted to help other women that were coming through a divorce thrown into it unwillingly because I went kicking and screaming. <laughs> and I wanted to help them be able to navigate that space, like the emotions, because not only was I going through emotions, the kids were going through emotions, they're teenagers at the time. So now I have, you know, four teenagers and just me, nobody to kind of be the buffer. So I had to start really looking at how do I want their life to be in the next 10 years? Not just change mine, but what about them? What about when they start to have kids? What am I going to do when it's time for me to help with my parents? And all of that was swirling around. And I made the decision that I wanted to die empty. Meaning I wanted to leave this earth with all of my gifts sown as seed so that they can grow. That's and... So that's the journey I've been on. Um, I just want to, the impact I want to leave in this world is that it doesn't matter what you've been through or where you come from. You have the choice to co-create your life. And I do it every day. Like I walked away from corporate in 2017, March 27th, 2017, haven't looked back. Didn't have a plan, had one check in my pocket and one was coming in two weeks. And that was it. After 20 plus years in, in the corporate world, I knew that I wanted my children to be able to have freedoms that I didn't have. I wanted to have the freedom to go to, you know, events with my grandchildren during the day. I get to, you know, spend time with my parents as they age. You know, I'm the taxi for them, anything they need, anywhere they need to go. But that's what I wanted. And I'm going to tell you, even here recently, it was just maybe 18 months ago, I was riding down the street and you know, so many times we search for so many things and I don't even know where I was going. And I just said, wow, I'm living the life that I always desired. And I didn't even realize it because I had been, I had accustomed myself to 
going to get it, right? I didn't even realize it had arrived. Mm. Everything that I asked for, the freedom, the flexibility, the finances, the spiritual growth, the connection with my children and my grandchildren, and it was all here. And I'm just so thankful that God chose me to be able to be in this space right now. And that's what I want to help other people do. Wow. You know, that is very impactful. And, you know, it's almost like a rebirth, Mm -hmm. you know, once that uh, near death experience, um, you know, occurred, you were born again and anew and you started valuing life Mm -hmm. and really pursuing. Sounds like you, you acquired peace. Absolutely. You know, for years, my one prayer, I I wasn't a a huge churchgoer or, you know, studying the word, but my one prayer was, Lord, just give me a piece of peace. If you just give me a piece, I promise I won't let it go. And, you know, the word tells us that he'll give us peace that we can't even understand. Like I, I live in the abundance of peace. That I don't allow arguing. No. I mean, do I get upset? Absolutely. Do people around me get upset? Absolutely. It's um, not logical to think that it's just all flowers and butterflies. It's what I tell my grandkids. But, (laughs) But you can still remain in peace and not agree. You can remain in peace and be upset for the moment. It's not about... um, the emotion of the anger is the reaction from the anger, yeah, which causes the problem. So well, I can not like what you did and be upset for the moment, but I have I have the right to choose how long I'm gonna be mad. And yeah. I choose. I get tw- one twenty four hours. If something that that terrible happens, I got one twenty four hours, and then it's get to it. Like, what's the solution to the problem? I, I operate, I tell people all the time, I live in solution land. Mm-hmm. You bring me a problem first thing, like, okay, so what can we do? Wow. That yes, and that that moves things forward rather than, mm-hmm. you know, holding on to you know, uh resentments and you know, anger and, and things of that nature. Absolutely. So wow. So looking back on everything that you've endured, what is the one lesson that you've learned? that you still use today? Mm, it's so many, but the one that I would say sticks out the most is putting me first. Mm, yes. Putting me first because I grew up like right now today and I love my mom to life, but she is a true servant, like takes it to the extreme. And I get serving, but not to the point of I'm depleted. So I always tell people that I work with to take care of you so you can serve from your overflow and not your underflow. Mm. And what what that simply means is if I give me 100%, I can give 100%. But if I'm operating at a 10% and I give you 100%, I'm deficit. I'm in the negative. So now my emotions are out of control. My I'm not thinking clearly. I am being reactive instead of proactive. And everything just gets all out of whack. And I like ease and flow. 
I don't want to have to swim upstream. I swam upstream for 36 years and I'm good on that. All right. Well said. I hope you guys are getting this nuggets because popping <laughs> all kinds of nuggets. I'm sitting up here feeling like I'm in church. I'm trying to hold it together. <laughs> this message, but this is so impactful. So as we close, what would you like to say to someone listening to this episode currently feeling depleted, defeated, and hopeless? What would you like to say to those individuals? First, I would say, oh, I can remember that space. You are not alone. At some point in life, I think we all go through that valley. And though feel what you feel, but don't live there. And step back so you can zoom out and see the full picture. Get you together and then re-engage. Don't Try to engage unless you've taken care of you because you are the most important element of whatever the situation is. So when you take care of you and come from the angle of, okay, what's going to serve me best? Not saying don't think about the other people if other people are involved, but what serves you best And how can the best representation of you show up in the situation? And I think if more of us did that and just kind of said, okay, I'm going to act a nut right now if if I say something. So let me go step away, get myself together, think about what was said, because a lot of times we take things out of context. And, and, and don't know the backstory or, or the intent of what was done or said. And that just blows everything out of proportion. But if you take a second and say, okay, Precious, this is what was said. Why does that bother me the way that it's bothering me? What effect does it have on my life? And do I even need to address it? Because a lot of times we don't need to address stuff. We just need to accept it for what it is and carry on. And that's okay too. But if you're in that space, if you're so deep and you just feel like you want to let go of the towel, reach out and get some help. But if you have an inkling of self-control and you can say, okay, I can step back and get myself together, start with that. Thank you so much, Precious. You have dropped so many valuable nuggets that, you know, I'm sure that someone is going to be touched by this episode. I want to leave you guys with just that. She said it. I could not do any better than what she said, you know, really focus on you and how you, you are impacted by others. All right. So I want you guys to think about that as you rise out of that darkness and into your calling. Mm-hmm. All right. Until next time, Rise Tribe, you take care. Have a great day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to uplevel your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.
In addition to authoring four interactive self-help workbooks, she has also co-authored five best-selling anthologies with literary greats of all calibers. As a contributing author for Courageous Women magazine, her written masterpieces have been featured on various online magazines, blog talk radio shows, and virtual summits. It was only a matter of time before her voice transitioned from the page to the stage. In addition to receiving the Making Headlines News Women of the Year Award in 2018, Precious also was recognized with the Women of 2020 Vision Survivor of the Year Award for 2018, nominee for Upward Magazine Most Influential Woman of the Year, realizing that the definition of success can vary based on the interpreter of the dream and vision, Precious has made a lifetime commitment to helping authors and coaches monetize on their message and convert their messages into profitable programs, workshops, and events.